Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. We have arrived to the final episode for 2023 of Speed Streets. Hope everybody's enjoying their holiday season. Christmas fast approaching. Hanukkah in the midst. Holidays are here. It's great. And we have a final send-off show for 2023 for you uh, in a bang fashion. Bang, bang fashion. Joey Chestnut joins us. That is the legendary guest that we had been promoting last week. He stops by the show for 25, 30 minutes, chit-chatting, kibitzing about all things his training, world records, what he's that the wildest things he's eaten, all sorts of good stuff with Joey Chestnut, so stay tuned for that. But, of course, before we get there, uh, we also have Christmas lists that we're going to get to. Christmas wish list for Connor, myself, and Ben. Uh, but got to start with, of course, producer Ben Walton, Connor Daly. Final show of the year, boys. Connor, how are we feeling? Feel good. Uh, it's it's going to be, I, I feel great about this episode. We got a lot to talk about. I mean, oddly enough, I think IndyCar News has uh, been rampant for us. Uh, we got our show's going. Uh, and even the Dale Jr. Download had a great show with Denny Hamlin as well. So, like, I think everyone just feels like, hey, we need to keep these podcasts rolling. But after this, obviously, we're going to have a little bit of a nice break. Enjoy the Christmas Christmas holiday. Enjoy the new year uh, and come back. And uh, and also, uh, yeah, we got and we got to thank Ben as well. This is Ben's last episode. Ben, I mean, we want to oh, yeah. thank Ben for being here. Ben is moving on in his life. To new and better things well maybe better we'll see this is a great new show thanks new but things. ben yeah we yeah. we want to thank ben for everything that he's done he's been a great part of this podcast he's been an incredible part of this this program helps me put all the things on the youtubes actually just helps me put everything everywhere <laughs> so this is ben's last episode so everyone thank ben for for all that he's done for this show um and uh and and we will have in the new year a, a new producer we will have a new ben so uh, ben is moving on, and and we're very thankful for what Ben has done for us. So thank you, Ben. That's our, that's our that's our Ben segment of the day. We appreciate yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, have you enjoyed that. it, Ben? Have you enjoyed your I've time? I loved it. Yeah, no, I was super excited when uh, Mike approached me uh, last year, um, asking if I wanted to do this, and I said yes immediately. Um, uh, yeah, it's he asked me. He's like, "Have you heard of these guys?" I was like, "Yeah, I know." Nope. And then, <laughs> yeah, no, never, never in my life. Um, 
And then it took a few weeks and eventually it's just like, all right, let's do it. And then we went to the 500 that year, met you guys, filmed the video and it's been awesome. I uploaded every minute of it. It's been uh, cool getting to know you guys and being a part of it. And I'm um, thankful for you guys just being cool to work with. So I will still be listening. Uh, Speed Street, I can now Thank you. enjoy it from, you know, outside of, you know, the editing softwares and YouTube, you know, cutting uh, softwares and everything. So that'll be, you know, a nice change, but you know, I'll definitely uh, miss working with you guys. We will miss you as well. We appreciate you. Um, I win. And just like we always talk about, you know, this is, this is a speed street that's grown from a street to a neighborhood and mm. on, our, on our house here on speed street, you always got a room available, man. There's always a room yeah, whenever you want to come, come hop back on, but we know that you're going to be out there in the videography, the content creation, motorsport world, making a name for yourself and uh, even more and doing good things. So, um, hell yeah, brother, go, go get them. You know, me and Connor, we're, we're, we're past our days, man. Our, we're not the young guys anymore. We're already <laughs> setting our ways, doing our things. And you, the, as, as, as the cliche goes, the world is your oyster. So, you know, go, go make it what you will or find that pearl or whatever the hell they do with oysters. Yeah. All those things. All those good things. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I'll hopefully be at some IndyCar races in the future. I'm not going to rule any of that out. So, um, great. Hopefully I'll see you guys. Love to be at the good. 500 at some point. Good. So, yeah. As you should. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one to be at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll talk more about that before we send off here at the end, uh, of course. But, Connor, like you like you started at the top, man, a lot of, a lot of news, plenty of news to get to. Uh, we got, you got drivers making new deals elsewhere in different series. Uh, we got, uh, a big sponsorship that has been with another team that's with mm. a new team now. We saw this announcement. Um, we'll start there. Uh, we saw this announcement yesterday with DHL, formerly with Andretti Autosport, and uh, had been on the the cars of the likes of Ryan Hunter Ray and Roman Grosjean. Now going to be with the uh, two-time series champion, Alex Pillow. Hey, now. Yeah, and I don't know if you noticed <laughs> There were some comments made by the DHL folks that said, "When we like, I, I, this isn't a direct quote, but it was like when when we had the opportunity to compete at the front, we just had to take it." I was like, "You want an Indy 500 and an Indy car? Like you want an Indy 500 with Ryan Hunter? First of all, yeah, and like Roman Grosjean just last year was also on the pole and like was at the front sometimes. You know what I mean?" But uh, pretty wild for that comment to be made. I, I feel like that's they've been for, with Andretti for so long. I feel like it's been a great partnership. So I don't know. Maybe there's beef. Maybe there's beef there. Um, but I, I also, you know, we, we know that uh, Kiffin Simpson brings a lot of money to that Ganassi program. So maybe they were able to, you know, do a better deal. Who knows? I, I don't know. Maybe there's shipping business to be done there. I think that the thing that we all, we got to remember, these aren't just straight up deals of like, hey, we'd like to see DHL on the side of our car. You know what I mean? Here's a bunch of stickers. There's business to business involved. There's there's connections that, you know, Chip might have made that, uh, you know, that are going to be new for for DHL. Uh, you know, obviously, they're, they're a business that have enjoyed being in motorsport. We love to see them involved. Uh, but boy, is it going to be weird to see Alex Blow in a white and red, or white and red, yellow and red special, uh, you know, next year. So uh, I think it's cool, though. Spices it up a little bit. Um, I, I, it was kind of a shame to see those comments though, about like, Hey, we had an opportunity to run at the front. It's like, that is very aggressive. I mean, Ganassi, they did win a ton of races as we saw in our season review. Um, but yeah, interesting comments to be made. Interesting comments. 
Yeah, it does. It's you know pretty scathing. Maybe uh, you know, kind of one of those old you know the the last taste in your mouth is the strongest, uh, if you will, yeah. in the main uh, kind of situation. Um, but for Alex Pillow, all good things. But also, yeah. you know, with the yellow and the red, it kind of matches his uh, home Spanish flag a little bit. So you kind of exactly, yeah. He's Team bit. Spain. He's driving the Team Spain car now. <laughs> it's yeah. like A one GP back in the day. <laughs> yeah, no, we got you know friends of ours, uh, friends of mine, the Morals. They 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 fly the Spanish flag along with the tin flag uh, whenever they're camping out at races, and now they'll just mm-hmm. be able to combine them into one. So you know, it's nice, it's efficient. Exactly, good marketing. He's gonna love it. Yeah, yeah, good proper marketing. <laughs> but it is good to see somebody like that still. You know what I mean? It's it's a mainstay. It's good to have them. Yeah, the series absolutely. Well, and 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 with. And with all the difficult news that has happened really in IndyCar lately, it's good to see just that a, a premier partner is still involved because there's been a lot of chaos that's been, you know, running across the internet about IndyCar because as as we mentioned on our previous show, we, we might have just thrown in a little bit, hey, the hybrid tests are delayed. There may be some activities. There may be some... Uh, I had already known it was going to be delayed uh, because of... You know, the, the testing was getting delayed. Um, but, you know, IndyCar did make the official announcement very, very only a couple of days after we we came out with our episode. Um, but the, the hybrid systems are going to be officially delayed until after the Indy 500, at least, right? I, I think that's probably the, the, the best move. Again, it, it, I, I don't... This is a tough one for IndyCar fans to see, and it's a tough one for our, our social media community. I, I see it. We we all see it. And then Mark Miles made the comment that he doesn't read social media, which I think a lot of people had some problems with because a lot of our fans are on social media. The social media is pretty powerful. Um, but and 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 it almost seemed like the last week has all has has been like an article battle too. Because then you said. You know, Honda came out and said, "If if if the you know hybrids aren't there, then they'll be gone." Yep. And then, you know, and then and then you know, the IndyCar would come out with another quote, and so it's this quote battle of press releases that that I, I just it's a shame that we have to be in that spot. Like, I, I wish there could be a little bit more positive news, um, but I, I think for us as a racing series, I think that it means that the Indy 500 will again be very close to being as fast in qualifying or if not faster, if we've all found a little bit more time, because again, as far as I know, and and I don't know the exact details, but I would assume that it's like, Hey, we're going to be straight back to the last year's rules, cars, essentially everything for all the events until they, they upgrade all the hybrid stuff or they put all the hybrid stuff in because the hybrid cars are slow. Like there's just, that's just a fact. The hybrid cars are slower. uh, They're heavier. um, And, and so, you know, I know for anyone who goes to the Indy 500, last year's speeds were awesome to see. I thought it was one of the craziest things ever that we saw 235 mile an hour laps, single car laps for qualifying. I mean, that's some of the coolest stuff that we can say that we do right now. So I think that's a positive. Um, I, I think it just lets us get going. And, you know, let's say we really force these hybrids in. And, and guys, we got to remember too, as Indy as, as IndyCar fans, like we know that we're not the the, the top tier, but we, we we know it. We have to be okay with that. We have to be okay with the fact that we're working on things. But let's say they tried to force all these hybrid units out there. 
Obviously, Penske and Ganassi have got to run it right now, but not many of the smaller teams have got to run it. Um, so some teams already start with way more of an advantage than others. Let's say the teams who just... I, I bet if you try to force it on, you're going to have teams like Dale Coyne or AJ Foyt getting it the week before the season starts, right? That's impossible to be able to compete with those folks that ha already have it. So then, then you make the racing look worse, and then it just really overly separates the field by a little bit much and people don't understand and it's just not so i do see the point behind it the series is not dead like all these people are like oh come on like all this stuff like it's it's you still have 28 full-time cars or whatever an absurd number of full-time cars next year uh you're gonna see 35 potentially i mean that's well as many engines as will be allowed out um you know for for qualifying uh, for the Indy 500. Uh, and again, I, I talked to, it's funny, I sat down with, with Jacob Abel and, and his dad at the PRI show last week. Great folks as well. Got to do a go-kart race out of PRI show, which is a lot of fun. Um, but I was like, oh, hey man, are they going to let you have two engines and put two cars out there for the Abel Motorsports camp? Like you guys were pretty good last year. And and the sad part is, is it, a team like Abel Motorsports, who I think did a fantastic job last year, uh, who I, I believe they, they, they are a, a team that, you know, the Able family, they're obviously, they're doing well in life, right? Like the Able Motorsports, Able Construction, like that group, they they could, if they wanted to, probably run another car at the 500. Just like in the old days when we used to, like you'd have the smaller teams, hey, we're going to get we're gonna get two for the 500 because why not? But sadly, we're all going to be limited by engines. So I, I, I wish it was less of a case because I, I, from what I hear now, all the drivers out there for the 500 too, we could have 40. You know, you could have 40 cars trying to make that 33 car field. I think there's enough drivers, there's enough people who want to do it, but there's just there's not enough personnel and there's not enough engines, but engines being the main part. So again, it is what it is. We have to trust in Honda and Chevy because those are our premier partners of the series. They're great engine manufacturers and they're working their butts off to make sure that all those 33, 35 engines that they do put out there for the 500 are capable of competing for a win. So there's a lot of negativity out there on the internet Again, I know that it's tough that we see this hybrid news, um, and when we do have to get that figured out fixed, I, I am a little worried. I am a little worried just just by a lot of things. Um, well, I mean, it's tough to see that you know the headline in the news about Honda. Yeah, that's not, that's the most and, worrying, and not kind of have a little bit of. Uh, uh, just I'll be a little, a little scared, a little yeah. uh, hesitancy for the future, right? Yeah, and I saw it was an interesting poll I, I saw on Twitter. How many people have actually bought a ticket to a race to see a hybrid engine run? And it's like it was like ninety nine percent to like one. Right, hybrids aren't selling tickets. I'm sorry, like that's not. We have to remember that that's not the reasoning behind it. I mean, the F one cars as hybrids sound terrible. I think anything that like. The only cars that actually sound really good as hybrids are the IMSA cars, right? Because they got great engines in those things and all different engines as well. And they have that whole electric bit leaving the pits where you're like, there is no engine. And then it fires up. So again, how IMSA can have it like that is purely based on manufacturer support, right? They have, they have Ferrari developing these cars from the ground up, Lamborghini developing these cars from the ground up, GM, Cadillac, those guys, Acura developing those cars essentially from the ground up. So they're... So there's a lot there that I wish we could we could get to. I wish we could allow, you know, a car menu. Like, we need a new car. We need a new engine, right? Let's just get there. 
Like, hey, I'm sorry. You know what? We got 28 full-time cars. If we go down to 24, we have to accept that. First of all, because 24 is great still. But if these teams have to spend more money but run less overall cars, it doesn't matter. We got to get a new car. We got to get a new engine. And I, I, for the sake of our manufacturers, like, hey, let's get a good sounding hybrid that's cool and fast, that's efficient. Um, and so I, I don't know how we get there, but I, I do hope that at some point, you know, even if these hybrids for the second half of next year or whenever they start to run them, even if that's just a very much like a, an early phase, like, all right, we got these for now, and then we're going to go to a cool new system that IMSA developed, you know what I mean? Or something, um, you know, we just got to figure it out uh, for the sake of the series, because there's a lot of bad comments that, uh, that I read out there. But we also have to remember that everyone is negative on Twitter, essentially. There's so everyone is negative. There's negative stuff about NASCAR, even though they got a $7.7 billion TV deal. But when you look at the overall graph of what's going on in the motorsport world, as someone who looks at it pretty intently, I see a lot of like upward swing positive things for Formula One and NASCAR, even though Formula One they had a like nearly a riot over the FIA doing wild stuff to to Susie Wolf and Toto Wolf. That was a whole different story. But but still, when it comes to the upward trajectory, they're going up. And and I I just IndyCar, I, I don't I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. I I don't want to be negative about it because I love it so much. And that's but the only reason why so many fans, I think, can be negative on the internet is because we care about IndyCar, right? We like this sport. Like, we want to see it do really well. And so I just, I hope we have some exciting things to, you know, to look forward to. There is a lot of exciting. I mean, shoot, the Indy 500 this year, I think, is going to be the most competitive ever. Kyle Larson, you're going to have 35 maybe trying to qualify, like, just incredible field. But yeah, how does that sound, Joey? <laughs> I didn't want to be too. Negative about it, but I just well, want to no, I mean, it's, There's a realness not, to this. We got to exactly, look at it. That's what reality. I was about to say. Is it's not, it's not negative when it's just the reality of the situation yeah. that it's said. And these and, are real things that are happening, right? And that's what was going to be my next question: is that what 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 has been done to this point to give you full 100 percent faith that those things are going to happen and they're going to happen in a timely manner? That's going to make everything okay you know well i i think it will happen because they, they are order they are still getting all the parts as if it was supposed to start at the beginning of the season right so you're gonna have a a, a period that there's even a period that we have to remember of an olympic break so during that olympic break there's talk of no testing allowed no just kind of like a it's like the f1 uh winter or summer shutdown um you know olympics we're obviously not racing we got a month off or whatever we're gonna kind of got gonna go into you know shutdown mode um and maybe you know we we have the hybrids after that when they get everything in but i don't know maybe it's right after the indy 500 it just depends on when they get the parts in and when they get them to the teams uh i, I do believe it'll happen for sure because it has to uh yeah. but i just i just think it's the smartest thing to do because they want to make sure that it's right when it comes out and and i really and and there are smart people working on this this is not discounting anyone in the indycar camp um, but I also think they're just, they just need more people as well. You got to hire more people to help with this whole program to take the load off some of the senior members that we've got right now who are busting their butts trying to make this happen. Um, but yeah, I, I think it will happen. It, it will, it has to happen, uh, because it was, you know, it was meant to happen, but, um, you know, is it a slower integration? Is it like, you know, after the Indy 500, we're just going to 
make sure that the unit that connects the hybrid is in there, which again, just makes it heavier. And you, the bell housing, there's a lot of technical aspects to it. Um, but, uh, but you know, next year, there's also some small upgrades to the aero screen I saw that they're going to have next year for like maybe a lighter aero screen and some venting for the drivers, which I think is going to be really good. So there's going to be small things that we can look forward to. And um, we just have to keep the faith. Like we, like we can't just be like, oh, I'm going to abandon IndyCar because that's stupid. Like, you know, NASCAR's had some weird cars before and people still always show up. You know what I mean? They've had some interest. Like, you know, the, the, the new car right now, there's been some issues with it, right? But there's still millions of people watching that race and there's still tons of passionate fans. So, you know, we can easily be passionate IndyCar fans and still be excited about the fact that we are going to have really good racing next year. Like if you're pure racing fans, we're still going to be those people. So let's, let's try to, you know, let's try to stay positive about it for what it is, but a lot of big news. And there's a, there's a war of quotes. And I hope, I just hope everyone ends up on the same page and be like, Hey guys, we got to figure this out. Like, and, and if we, and if it, you know what, it's going to be hard to figure it out, but you have to do it. And and yep. Mark Miles saying that he doesn't pay attention to social media at all was like, well, probably smart in some ways, but also like a lot of people on social media are right. <laughs> like there are a lot of people who actually uh, like were are all saying what several people I would say in the organization or in the sport want to say but can't. You know what I mean? Because we all would keep our jobs. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. No, it's. And like you mentioned, I mean, it seems like every time you open up Twitter every other day, there's some new article, there's some new quote, there's some new update um, that we're going to be keeping an eye on uh, during our Christmas break and heading into 2024, no doubt. Um, all right, well, mo moving on from that, uh, some more kind of bummer news, I think. Um, you know, we have Callum Eilat with the news that he is going to be racing in another series in 2024. Yeah, yeah, Callum Eilat to the uh, to the Jota team. Uh, very, uh, that that's the team that's actually uh, Tom Brady supports uh, the Jota team with Hertz um, and the Porsche hypercar. And again, this was going to happen. Callum is a, is a talented driver. He's one of those guys that uh, you know, unlike me, you know, he's got the momentum. And and so you know, a, a sports car team is for sure lucky to have him because he's he's been racing at the top level. I truly believe if you're in sports cars and you're not looking at someone like like Callum, uh, who has actually got trophies from IndyCar. Well, he's almost got trophies from IndyCar. He's you know very close, third on the front row, very good. Uh, or, or I mean, shoot, even like me, we're we're like we've been racing against some of the best drivers in the world for several years now. Callum has as well. Like you have to respect that. And so Callum, right now, he's he's a hot he's a hot commodity, and and good for him. You know, he, he, Callum's got to make a living doing something. He's got to be a race car driver. He can't just show up to the IndyCar races, hope someone's going to get a sprained thumb or something like that. It's just not, I mean, he is probably going to beat me now to be the one to be called for substitute driver roles. Uh, maybe, I don't know. I hope to still be the guy that, that gets the call for reliability and speed. But, um, but Callum, he's got a job. Hate to see him outside of IndyCar. I think he truly believes, and he believes he deserves another shot. I believe he deserves another shot. Um, but uh, but we'll see what happens there. You know, it, it's good for him to be racing still, and uh, I'm very curious to see how how it plays out. Yeah, I just I know that I mean, friend of the show, we've had him friend on the show. Certainly, certainly enjoy our conversations with him. I mean, I, and I I know I've said it before, but it seems like he's one of those guys that just gets it in terms of you know he's an interesting interview. 
Uh, he, he brings something fresh on social media. You know, he kind of has yep. that presence, right? And then uh, those are all good things on top of the fact that, um, you know, he showed a lot of really good results, you know, driving for yeah. Yuka Longer and, and his time there. And obviously some unfortunate, really unfortunate um, online, you know, uh, hate. Abuse. Hate yeah. Abuse <laughs> and everything that was going on there that really, you know, I hate to think that that would be a factor into it, but. And it's unfortunate to see a guy like that, a young guy like that, uh, that I think fans really enjoy, uh, you know, not not being in the series next year. But like you said, you know, never know. Maybe there's a chance he can hop back in uh, eventually. He's a young guy. Uh, you know, plenty, plenty of time to make your way back around there for sure. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by hyperice the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology they have tons of innovative products like venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Um, lastly, before we get to our interview with uh, Joey Chestnut, uh, you mentioned, and we had talked about it the last couple of weeks, you know, this is just another off-season of Pato. Um, <laughs> the guy's everywhere. He's traveling the world. He's in weddings. He's had luxurious, uh, very nice hotels at the beach and all sorts of things. But he's also just kind of saying seemingly whatever he wants. Um, I, I know you wanted to update us <laughs> on that. What do you What do you got? Well, no, I think I think there's just a couple things. Like one of my favorite one of my favorite things currently in the off season is to read paddle articles. Is to read uh, quotes that he said about um, you know comparing IndyCar to Formula One, comparing this, that, or whatever. And, you know, he, he's definitely pushing like he's going to be in Formula One, right? He And and I I think he's a very good driver. I think I'm, I'm going to be very curious to see how he does this year. Um, but it, it, it's just we need someone like Pato because if I said what he's saying, I would just be, you know, I would just be shot in the head. Like, it'd be like, ah, well, you've never done anything in your life, even though that's wrong. I got trophies behind me. Uh, but Pato, obviously he's got the juice right now. He's, he's the most, probably the most followed, one of the most followed drivers in IndyCar right now. Uh, he's like, he can, he can show up 
and uh, he can post a photo of a taco or him eating a taco and it gets 100,000 likes immediately, uh, which is awesome. I mean, at, at, when you know you're famous when you can post a photo of you eating a taco with like no caption. That, that means you're famous. And Pato is our famous guy. The rest of us have to come up with cool captions and freaking all kinds of different things and thank people, but he can just be like, here's a spicy shrimp taco and my face eating in four different ways. We need that in IndyCar, though. Like, that's what all the F1 drivers do. Lando Norris posts a photo of him with a camera, you know, on his face, and he's like, bad, two words caption, and people go nuts. So, again... These are things that we need in IndyCar. We need the popular drivers, and Pato can say whatever he wants. Because honestly, Pato's right in a lot of what he says. He is. His brain works. He sees what's wrong, and he's not afraid to say it. But we have to accept that and be like, hey, you know what? At least people are talking about IndyCar. Like, boom, that's good. Good for us. Yes, there are things we need to work on, but we have to be okay with the fact that someone's saying it, and let's get to work on it. Let's do it. Yep. <laughs> No, I mean, it, I remember even back to 2022 when I was doing drivers eating donuts with Pato and I had him on yeah. the bus for like 45 minutes. That was like 25 minutes longer than every other driver I could get on there. And he was just like open. I mean, just an open book and everything that I would ask, he would have an answer for and he would have a strategy for it. And he would have, this is why I'm right. And this is why they're wrong. And this is what needs to happen. And, uh, yeah, always always good stuff with young Pato for sure. I wish that uh, I had his looks and also <laughs> his ability to travel the world and be in tropical places, uh, seemingly whenever he wants to be. So at all times, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, good, good, good life for young Pato, and Indeed. we will continue to keep an eye on it and hear his comments. I'm sure throughout um, the winter heading into next season. Um, all right, let's do it. Let's talk to uh, Joey Chestnut. Fantastic conversation uh, with a guy that you are very, very familiar with. You watch him every 4th of July break world records. He's eating dogs. He's eating St. Elmo's shrimp cocktail. He's eating it all, and he's out <laughs> now. And let's talk to him right now. Well, ladies and gentlemen, our, our final show of the year. Uh, we mentioned we have a fantastic guest. And that is the case. We have a very, very talented guest. We have a guest that, if you don't know his name, you're probably living under a rock. Uh, he's a man who has is potentially one of the most successful figures of competition, some would say in the history of the world, a, a 16-time uh, champion of, of a certain event, the, uh, the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest champion, 16-time, I believe. And... This man also one-time competitor on The Amazing Race, along with myself, uh, Joey Chestnut, ladies and gentlemen. Joey, thank you for being here. How you doing, my friend? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. Good to see you again. I love it. I love it. So, Joey, I've, I've wanted to interview you for a long time. I just, we just saw you last week at the racetrack. Love that. Um, to start, being uh, being the hero that you are to so many people, right? The hot dog eating competition. W at what day in your life were you like, you know what? I'm really good at this. Like, I, I, I'm sure this is a question you get all the time, but like, what was day one where you're like, I ate 76 pancakes, and you know, my friend ate 10. Like, what, like, what, what was the start of this this whole journey for you? It was. I mean, it was. It, yeah, because I was always the biggest eater in the family. Six kids in the family. 
And I, I remember if my mom made a meal that I was like really into, oh, whether it was her lasagna or the chicken parm or even, even I, I, I was crazy for like little things, like, like her macaroni and cheese and uh, hot dogs. Dude, it was um, great things. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it would just go down so easy. And I remember my siblings would get mad at me for eating, eating like more than my share. And, and then my mom would get mad at me for not leaving any leftovers for my dad who was at work. And it was like something, something I was like, was, everybody in the family was aware of that I was, that I was ridiculously fast and I, I ate a lot. And it was like me, I was kind of, I was growing up, I was almost ashamed of it because I was like, all right, I got to hold back. I don't want to get yelled at. And then when I was in college, it was, uh, it was kind of like, I was like, all right, we're going to go to the dining common. All right. Don't, don't make my plate too big. I don't want, don't want to draw <laughs> attention. And then, uh, but, but everybody kind of knew already. And then eventually one of my, one of my brothers, my little brother, he signed me up to a contest when I was 21 and, uh, and I was, I was hesitant to go and it was like, all right, it, I'm, I'm, I'll try it. I was 21. I was at a casino. So I did it. And I was like, oh my God, I love it. I, I loved everything about it. it, it like, I, I didn't have to hold back. I did. It, it was, it was, it wasn't like people yell at other, it wasn't, I, I thought I would be really embarrassed because naturally I'm a shy guy. And, yeah. uh, and it was like, I was like, oh my God, I found my calling. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was weird. And so I was 21 and as, as soon as I did that contest, I was like, oh, I, I have to beat the, the little Japanese guy, Gobayashi. <laughs> he, he, he's the target. He's the goal. And, uh, so it, it, yeah, I was 21 and it just kind of opened up for me. Man, Joey. So, I mean, I, I've asked you about this before when we've been at different events, uh, and, but just for the audience, I guess, because, you know, Connor, when he's training for the Indy 500, uh, you know, he has to train different muscles and different reactions and different things like that to get his body and his mind right for, for an event like that. What is the training process like for a competitive eater, especially one that's at your world champion status level? I mean, it's, uh, I got to imagine it's, it's a lot and it's strenuous, but what, what is that like? What is that, what is that process like for you? Oh, when I was, when I was younger, it was a little bit easier. Uh, <laughs> no, cause, cause you, when you're younger, you, you I can... feel the same way now training for IndyCar. It's something like that. Like, <laughs> Why does it really like, hurt? <laughs> it's, uh, well, you, you could, I, I can, I could practice more with pure just eating, and I I, I would be able to exercise the muscles of my throat and esophagus just purely through eating. Now now I'm older, it I, I if, if I take in that many calories, I'm not back to my normal weight. Uh, it for four or five days. When I was younger, I, I could I could I could eat like a madman every two or three days. So so I I have to find a way to work out these. So I put a lot of work into exercising the muscles without eating, whether it's swallowing air or working on a, a bench and lift doing doing head raises uh i have, I have two different like uh, like toy not toy like there's a chew toy and then there's another weight that for my uh, that puts weight on my jaws so i i uh there, there's a lot of yeah it, it's uh you gotta, you gotta exercise these little muscles because a lot of people will slow down and they're like, oh, you slow down. People, their first thought is, oh, you're slowing down because you're full. And they know it's these, it's these little muscles that are moving food from your mouth to your stomach at, at a ridiculous speed. So so you have to find a way to exercise them. And when I was younger, it was easy because I, I, I could I could practice a lot. But now, now I'm a little bit older, uh, so I, you got to find ways to, to yeah, to get exercise things uh 
even though you're not doing the full full exercise like i'm sure you, you can't get into a race car every day or every exactly or, yeah or, so you can't you got to find ways to these muscles if you don't use them you lose them and you know you uh have to have to find a way to push them almost every day even if even if you, you're not pushing the the maximum things like the stomach like you it's all right. You don't have to push the stomach every day. You, I can get away with with twice a week a, a really good stretch and, and keeping everything used to digesting. But uh, every day I have, to, I have to exercise these muscles roughly. That's incredible. And and it, it's the dedication though, right? Because you, you want to be the best. And oh, and it, yeah. it's it, people like people kind of might seem oh like that's funny like that's kind of crazy but like realistically if you find something that you want to be the best at no matter what realm of of competition that is you got to dedicate a lot of time to you got to dedicate a lot of effort to it you mentioned when you're 21 right you said all right i'm gonna go after kobayashi now i i remember this when i was growing up like you're a little bit older than me but i remember that like that duel i i can't remember the first time that I saw you guys on ESPN or or it was like, but I but I remember going to my parents' room when I lived at their house and I was like, did you just see what these guys did? Like, can you believe that they're doing that? I remember it so vividly, like after watching either a highlight on ESPN of you going up against Kobayashi, but, but this was also like before the social media era, right? So this is kind of like when you guys were first, you know, going head to head and like that was like a crazy thing to see it's kind of before that era so it as as you saw social media come into play did you realize that this was becoming bigger and bigger and and because like now i mean dude you got commercials you've, you've been in yeah i mean you're massive social media campaigns massive marketing campaigns but i would say back back in the day like when you first started was it wild to see the landscape kind of change as the internet came about as as all these different ways to kind of see what you do was 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 happening yeah well yeah and there's so many little things like dude yeah but before the internet got got blew up uh everybody was like told what to like yeah and, yeah, exactly. and, and so so in the beginning there were a lot more critics about competitive eating because it, it was easy to be a critic and when, once the once once the internet exposed, like, oh my god, that there's all these, there's a, everybody doesn't have to like the same thing, and exactly. there there was an audience more competitive eating, then then people were like, oh my god, more people are watching it, and then then there were then there came in the beginning there was the critics were vicious. I, oh. I remember it. I, I would do interviews and and the, uh, a really nice reporter would start off, and then and they're like, oh, what do you feel about World Hunger? And I'm like, wow, that, that's 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 oh, really a weird habit and like wow. like, oh, like, where we, like oh there, there, there's a lot of waste so it's like well you know there's waste in everything <laughs> if you're going to be negative it's really easy to pick things apart like and there's waste in the amount of water used on a golf course it, yeah. you, you wouldn't ask a golfer about kids kids in the sahara, sahara like it, 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 like clean drinking water is one of the biggest killers and uh it, it, nobody would ask a golfer that question yeah so so i uh it definitely changed a lot. Uh, people, uh, and yeah, in the beginning, I, I, I didn't, I didn't see it as a career. I didn't necessarily, I, I saw it as, I saw goals. Like, oh, I want to be Kobayashi. And then it, 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 the definitely the internet era, the social media, uh, it, it just it brought more attention to things, and it brought more like it, it's good for it. That's one of the best things about social media is you find people, people are able to find their niche and their their uh, what they like. 
Maybe you don't have to, everything doesn't have to be the big four, uh, the big four sports. I mean, there, there, there is IndyCar, there's a room for uh, everything and, and, and people to follow a variety of things. It's a great way to look at it. Yeah. Go ahead, Joey. All right. So to piggyback off of that, are you familiar with the annual tweet that Peter King from NBC sends out? Or he used to be NBC. Now he's, I don't even know what he's with now. Uh, but are you, are you familiar with that? I don't know if, I, if I'm familiar with what he says. Peter, Peter Peter King, the NFL columnist, longtime NFL columnist, every year he sends out the same tweet on 4th of July when everybody's going crazy and loving the oh, hot dog contest. One? I think I might have seen this. He's Yeah, he's the, he's the fun killer. He's the one that puts out there something along the lines of how, you know, reminder that we're the only country in the world that gluttons, blah, 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 and all this nonsense. <laughs> every year he sends it out, and every year people just absolutely eviscerate him and roast him. <laughs> Uh, well, but I just didn't know if you're familiar with it or not. <laughs> I, I, I have I have seen it, and uh, yeah, and, and it, it's easy to be a critic of things, and and I, I'd rather live in a world where there's every country and everybody has the abundance to have eating contests rather than uh, if, if there's a world where there's no eating contest, that means there's a really a lot of people. Yeah. We're in a bad place. Uh, yeah. So it, it's True. just he and. If anybody's actually looked, it's fun. It's a lot of people having fun enjoying food <laughs> yeah. and competition. Yeah. I have witnessed you eating in person. Like if and you're an Indiana guy now, which I think some people didn't know. When when people like you're in Indiana, just like the rest of us, like you live here, that's really cool. And I've witnessed you watch shrimp cocktails downtown. Like people, mm -hmm. uh, I think a lot of Indiana folk have seen you work with St. Elmo's and the guys downtown eating shrimp cocktails at an insane rate of speed. Um, but when you, when you did our show, right? Like the amazing race, I did, I didn't know you before that we, this was in end of 2017, this film, but was, was that something that they came to you for? Because like we, we got approached for it cause they, they hadn't had race car drivers on it. And had they kind of been like, uh, Joey, like we'd love you to do this. Or was that kind of also coinciding with this social media element where you were on the up and up? Because again, 2015, 14, like the last 10 years have been a big uptick in social media and like, hey, you got the juice right now. Like you, you know, that Joey, everyone knows Joey Chestnut, so we got to have him on the show. Was that kind of part of it or what What, what was that? It was, what was that like? It, it probably wasn't as, as, uh, as like my invitation. I, they were like, mine was an invitation to try out. <laughs> like, oh, the, yeah. Like, like, yeah, there's no guarantees. I mean, me too, out. technically. Everybody, we had to audition. Was, yeah. It was a... Uh, yeah, so so they're like, hey, are you interested in the show? I was like, yeah, but I love that show. I've, I've watched it since I was a kid, and uh, so and, and it was it was it was they they were like, oh, don't get your hopes up, but like because there's a lot of people, and that that whole yeah. casting process was was ridiculous. It was, but, uh, but yeah, so yeah, I uh, definitely the 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 eating it it wasn't like they were looking for yeah, I guess they were looking for me, uh, which which is ridiculous. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but, it worked like out. But, and now, oh, go ahead, Joey. No, 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 no. You had a follow up. Go ahead. Oh no, I just I, I was gonna go into because you now like you do the Fourth of July thing, right? Boom, ESPN. We love that ESPN. Everyone watches it. I mean, I, I tune in on my phone if I'm on a boat. If I'm doing any, I, I mean, I'm watching, right? And then you had the thirty for thirty. Oh, the thirty yeah. for thirty. I mean, I loved watching it. Like I was locked in as if that was one of my favorite Netflix documentaries. Like it was, that was a fascinating story. When was that produced? When was that, when did that was, start? 
and, and the, like, uh, when did when was that produced? Two thousand and sixteen and seventeen. It took okay, it took a yeah. while. It, it took oh, two years to for them to produce. Because that uh, came out after we after the Amazing Race was filmed yeah. as well, right? Was that yeah, in twenty twenty? It came out because like the world was kind of nothing was happening. Oh, you, you, no, oh, you're absolutely right. You know, it, it was it was it took two. Damn it, my 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 old. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, if it, if it came out in twenty. No, I think it came out twenty nineteen. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it was seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. But what was what was that like? I mean, the the response to that oh, I thought was fantastic because again, we had I I knew you then at that point, and I I I I really enjoyed getting interact with you during the show. Like both Alex and I, like we all got along really well. I thought that was super cool. And but I thought the thirty for thirty really. I mean, again, oh, well, if you're talking it, about a rocket ship, woo, oh, that was. I mean, that's a rocket ship. Yeah, it was it, it it brought attention like oh my god these guys are working hard and they take it serious. Yes. And then there's the other aspect of like and any kind of athlete or anybody who who uh you, you have to work with promoters or you have to work with a league. And there's yes. always going to be a show that like oh my god everybody can kind of relate to the conflict between the the, the athlete and and the league or, or the promoter and uh and then there's sponsors. There's a, there's just oh there there's a weird dynamic that uh, that people on the like oh my god I never imagined that, that it would like like okay, you're you're in racing and you have to it, it's there's more than just racing involved you, you have to you have to it's more than driving a car it, oh after, yeah it, you have to you have to you have to smooth you have to talk there's contracts and then they're, they're, and the same with the competitive eating and it opened people's eyes to, to that. Uh, there's just so many aspects and were you uh, happy with the way it was made too like were you happy I mean, with the way it turned out it uh it turned out really good it, okay. it was very it was very kobayashi friendly which is all right <laughs> all it, right <laughs> and he, he he cried a lot which is all right he, he, he's very he's, he's a serious competitor and uh yeah i i it, it turned out really well and it showed that I was I, all I all I wanted to do was win. I, I think there there's three main characters. There's Kobayashi, there's George Shea, and uh, there, then there's me. And then Kobayashi, I think there's the good, and then the bad would be the the league. And then the hungry <laughs> is just me. You know, I'm, 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 <laughs> the hungry. I'm, I'm there to eat and uh, not be nice about it. <laughs> I love it. What's what's Joey Chestnut's death meal? Like last <laughs> meal, what is it? That's actually a great question. My girlfriend asked me this the other day. What's like, your death like, row meal? Like, uh, I'm on death row. Yeah, yeah. Well, What's no, your no, death I row mean, meal? like, you don't have to be on death row. Uh, let's just say that it's like, we <laughs> know the final time. meal. Yeah, your you, your you final know, meal. Your time is know, coming to an end, I'm, and this is what you want. Oh my god, uh, we know it's coming. It. Oh, I'd I'd start off with some nice Jack and Copes. Obviously, and then get the body going. Take some Jamesons in there, and then then when they were going to more cocktail, and then prime rib, prime rib, and, and oh. some king crab, and uh, it, it, I'm gonna I'm gonna go heavy, heavy and hard, uh, and and I'm not gonna light up. Uh, yeah, they, 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 more prime rib. Uh, I, I might I might have I everybody was it Al Michaels who, who never had uh, any uh, vegetables. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't believe he doesn't like grilled asparagus. I love asparagus with extra salt and pepper. Uh, Wait, now wasn't grilled asparagus one of the first things that you uh, ate as a like? I read something on the internet that you had a you ate deep fried asparagus in an eating championship. Dude, 
Yeah, deep fried asparagus. <laughs> uh, deep fried asparagus dipped in uh oh, covered Parmesan cheese and dipped oh. in like extra. Oh, incredible! My God. Wow, incredible. Uh, you know, I, I I might I might have to have that on my death meal also, just because <laughs> it, that 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 was my first win in competitive eating. But uh, yeah, I I uh, I, I love to eat. I'm, I'm a bad boy at heart, <laughs> which is which is why I'm a good competitive eater. There, yeah. there are there are, there are eaters who are just really ultra competitive and like pushing their body. Uh. I'm not necessarily one of those. I, I'm more of a fat boy that I, I hate to lose, and so I, I'm I, I have to get healthy so I can put so I literally can eat, eat as much as I want to eat. Do you know how many world records you hold currently? Like, do you know how many like records that you own right now in in the competitive oh, eating space? I, I couldn't. It, it's hard to be. Is it like over? Some, is it like over twenty? It's over, it's I don't over know 50. the answer. Yeah, it was it was over fifty. Wow. I, I think it was. I think I had a high of fifty six, but somebody took my uh, glazed donut record this year. Oh. So be fifty five. So is it glazed donut season? Like, are we trying to get back on that train? Maybe. I think <laughs> that contest is in, and I think I wanted to say June second, and it's actually a fun contest in uh, San Diego. So I'm, I'm that's, that's one of my favorite places. So I'm hoping I, I can make it back there and get that title back. So speaking of you, you mentioned keeping your body healthy, right, and keeping your body, you know, in in tune. There's obviously a, a ton of calories that have to go through your system. There's a ton of things that are not good for you that have to go through your system, right? But you, I, I, I don't know how much you want to talk about it, but I know you just you just went and did like a bit of a cleansing trip, like you get your body right. Is that something you do like every year or is this, because again, I just saw you last week. You look like an athlete in general, like you're skinny, like you're looking good. Like you wouldn't say, hey, this guy's a competitive eater, like. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Just kind of getting your body, like you do like a once a year reset on, we're going to clean everything, cleanse the system out. What how, what does that involve? Yeah, this is, this is only my second time like traveling for, for like full cleanse detox. Uh, <laughs> but but it's something I, for a long time in the winter, I, I've done. Uh, it, and I've gotten better at it. And, and nice. It, it's, uh, the amount of stuff I do put in my body. It, it, it's, it's really hard to... Uh, even if I'm eating super healthy in between contests, I'm gaining weight during the summer because I'm doing so many events and, uh, and it's hard. And then, and, and, and one of the hardest things about competitive, like the recovery is when I'm, when I'm in that lethargic state, all bloated, I don't feel like working out. It's yeah. really <laughs> easy to get working out. Uh, and, and so, so I, I, I've had to get better about it. Uh, and so yeah, so I, I literally I was in Thailand for three weeks, and it was a full, it was a hardcore detox. Uh, like I would like a vegan diet, no no actual eating. It was all smoothies. And, really? Uh, yeah. And like, are you like only drinking water for some days, or like how? Because like, look, Thailand. I we we went to Thailand on the Amazing Race. That's the only way. That's the only place I went to. But like, there's got to be some wild stuff out there that just help. Like nature. Is there like nature stuff? Like you're eating leaves that help out oh, over there. They, or they what? Actually. Very, there was everything was kind of blended. There were green. There were days where we were just on green juice and broth, and then the green wow. juice is pretty much kale and cucumber, and maybe a couple things, uh, a little bit of lemon in there or lime. So the, and then, and then there's like the broth is like, I I don't know. There's absolutely no meat in there. So but it's yeah. warm. So it was so it's under 500 calories for those days. Some days are a little bit more. They'll, they'll go with some pineapple, pineapple in the smoothies, but uh. Wow, but but the whole thing is like you're you're going to you're you're trying to reset and and then there's the other the other portion where we're going these long walks with with like zero calories and everybody has to like stop 
because you're like you're on zero calories you have to stop it and like it, like you're you're pushing your body and which is good and you you realize like oh my god and i like I'm, I'm i'm at this limit where where i'm feeling lightheaded and when and people uh and you let you learn to like all right catch your breath and you can keep going and and, and like there there are there are like it's good to push yourself and really they need and i uh i really and like there's a lot of times when i eat and a lot of people eat uh, just because they're killing time or they, they think yeah. they need food and it, it's i'm guilty good, <laughs> it's a good habit to realize oh i I'm, i don't need those calories or and it's, especially for me because i i know i'm going to get those calories later during an event or practice uh so so it, it's uh it's good to just kind of build change my habits a little bit and and all, they do other things like we're talking like full-on colonics and uh like crazy massages the de- detox massages so that, that that place was it was it was intense but it uh it, it, it you walk away with I, I my body feels way better and uh, awesome. I'll, I'll, I'll be ready for uh yeah then come spring when the big contests start i'll, I'll be i'll be Hopefully, I'll, I'll put on a little bit of muscle and uh, get my stamina up, so I can, I can push, and just push my ass off. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. How much does, I mean, this is kind of a personal question too, but just from what you were saying about the detoxes, but then the working out and then all you have to eat and then you're gaining weight in the summer and you're losing it in the winter, like how much typically does your weight fluctuate like throughout a given year? I mean, are we talking like, that's actually pounds. really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not quite ninety. It, I, I think the the lowest I'll go is about two fifteen most years, and then uh, I think I got to two uh, two sixty this year. So yeah, wow, wow, pounds. Uh, one year, one 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 year, I got to two seventy, which, which which I I, I was. I was you can feel it. Oh yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> it, so, it was. It's weird because you don't feel it right away, but you can feel it when when you start losing weight. You feel it in your ankles. You start feeling light on your feet. You can get on your tippy toe. <laughs> uh, and then, then, then I, I feel it like, like I can breathe again. It was, it, it's, it's weird when, when I'm heavy, I, I get winded during contests. And then when you're winded, you're not. If you're breathing through your mouth, you're not eating. So yeah. To me, it's uh, it's one of my best things. When I when I can run, I can breathe through my nose. I can sneak in my breaths. Uh, and that that's that's what I'm doing my best because. I, I always have the capacity to beat anybody. It's just a matter of if I can stay calm and get the food down fast enough. So, all right, this is kind of, I, I want to kind of run through a couple funny ones too. So what's probably the weirdest eating challenge? Like, like what is it where you've been brought in? Because I assume people are really like, hey, Joey, we're going to pay you some money to come in and just see how many whatever you can eat. Like, what's the weirdest thing someone's asked you to consume in a, let's say, I assume it's like a 10-minute period. Yeah, it was it was it was ten minutes, and it was in Minneapolis. They had a big zombie pub crawl where everybody dresses as zombies, and fuck, they're rock bands, and uh, they they're like, "Hey, we want you to eat uh, cow brain tacos." And cow was, brain oh, tacos. Cow, and I guess, I guess it was a it was a food truck that uh, 
Andrew Zimmer, Zim Zimmerman, uh, Andrew Zimmer, uh, the, the bald head guy, but like, wait, uh, and so he, so he, they, he had made the recipe. And so I got the recipe. I, I made them at home and I was like, all right, I, I can do these. It was seared cow, but say so. You can just get it at the market, at the Mexican market, which is oh. good. And so I made it. And then I got to the contest and they were cooked completely different. Oh. They were like, they were like boiled and you could see like purple veins in there. They look like brains and oh. it, they, they're super metallic. -y. It was, it was <laughs> like at that kind of like that. <laughs> but it, it was, it was rough because like, like the two people barfed during the contest. It was, oh, it was really close to like a stand by me moment where everybody got sick. So I like, I, I was, I was watching the guy next to me, Matt Stoney, making sure I was one ahead of him the entire time. And Just one. That's all we barely need. Barely looking at the food. If, if I looked at the food too much, it was, it gets nauseating. But that, that was <laughs> definitely the roughest. Uh, That's wild. Yeah, but um, he took, I think he did 53 and I did 54. 54. Brain tacos. Yikes. Well, that's that's not awesome. Um, what about what's like the most because I think eating the shrimp cocktail that you guys eat in downtown Indianapolis, that shrimp cocktail eating contest, you guys are psychos for that. But oh. what's like what's the most fun thing to eat? Like, hey, it's a chicken wing challenge. Like, I love chicken wings. So, like, what what do you think is like your your obviously you do the hot dogs every year, but that looks kind of gross at times. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not a hot dog guy, but like what's the What's the most fun thing where you're like, heck yeah, I can't wait to eat uh, 700 Buffalo, chicken wings. Buffalo is a great city. Buffalo, New York. Buffalo. It's, it, it's an underrated city in America. They they love their bar food. So I go out there for about three or four days, and sometimes a little bit too long. And I've uh, heard they have the greatest wings. That's that. They, uh, they, well, that's where that's where they, they were really started. And so they 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 take their wing fest really seriously. And it's a, it's a great wing fest. Like the fans come out for it, and they they push us and. uh and it's an it's an awesome yeah wings are great food so i love that one of my favorites i love that so quick quick relate quick uh jump here to indycar so like obviously you you knew a little bit about us or maybe not by the time we did the amazing race but you've been to the indy 500 you've yeah. seen it you've been to a lot of major events in your life now what do you what do you see in indycar that's attractive that that people might not know about or what, what do you think about indycar and the indy 500 like, because I, I love asking people who have seen big events, who have got to interact with us, or got to interact, maybe see it at a little bit of a deeper level. What do you What do you feel is a little bit different about that event or that or our sport um, that you think people really you know need to know about? It's uh, there's there's if in America there you you see a lot of things that are uh that are young, like forty years old, fifty years old buildings and and Indy it. it and th that race has been around for more than 100 years and then there's tradition and uh it it's weird going there because there's like pretty like they'll they'll sing a song in the beginning and I, I was like what what is this song i was like i don't know what it works. <laughs> like, you know you, you only hear it if you go there and, like, yeah and, and, and back the, home the, again well, in indiana <laughs> yeah and uh, it, it's uh, there's just tradition and and uh it, it it's it's really cool uh and and it's and it's not changing. It's it's kind of cool that like there's so many things that they're uh, they're changing and it good for better or worse or whatnot. But you know it it it's it's been good for and it's it's already been good and, and it, it, there, there's no reason to change it. It's already awesome and uh, it, it, it's it's just fun and it, it, it's a really great atmosphere. But uh, I mean there, there's lots of events with a good atmosphere. But I think that history 
it, it, it's it's it, it, I mean they like the, the, this race in uh the 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 big race in Las Vegas all right it was yeah. in Las Vegas it, it was it was but it, it they'll never have the history of Indy 500 and Indy not Indy 500 is, is, is just ridiculous uh, one of the biggest mass gatherings of people for a sporting event in the world and it's uh it I'm, I'm super happy to go to it all right now quick amazing race questions we get a lot of amazing race folks that come up and talk to me every now and then and to be fair I've, i never really get to ask people amazing race questions but let's give us a uh a, maybe a favorite moment or most challenging moment of, of from from your part of the show because i i i'm actually i think i'm gonna have to watch some episodes with my girlfriend this weekend because she's coming to town and she has not seen the show because she wants to watch it with me. But give us a a favorite moment of of season thirty of the Amazing Race, and what was your hardest moment of the Amazing Race? Favorite moment. <laughs> it could be on camera or off camera, whatever you want. Oh my god! Uh, well, favorite moment was also borderline. It was like it was close to being my worst moment. We were. Oh. In- and it was it was really close, and so we were in Antwerp, and uh, we had to climb these freaking ladders. Oh yeah, and it was cold, and my hands were numb, and I would just run, and and I I for some reason I ran out of steam, and <laughs> and this fucking ladder this ladder was like I still had like twenty feet to go at least. I am so glad I didn't have to do that. By the way, I'm and, so glad Alex. And then do you that. know then, then for some reason I I slipped and I dropped. I dropped so hard, my my fat ass dropped so hard, and the, the thing like shook the ladder and it shook the flag off the top. It shook the and and, and I was like, oh, I and I completed it because I got the flag off the top. Yeah, it, it, like if if I if I had to go back up there, there's a chance I would have had to do the whole thing again. Yeah, like, and so it it was like borderline. It was like the worst moment because like, oh, you have to keep you have to complete the task before you can move on. So it, it, like I got so lucky, I got the flag off, not by the right means, but they gave me credit for it. There you go. <laughs> it was it was the way it was like the worst moment and the and the best because like yes, it, I was able to keep up with the group, and uh, <laughs> it, it yeah. And then we and Tim continued to argue. We, we oh my god, we were arguing about running around and it, oh, it was it, hard. It was it was it was hard. Way harder I, than I think people think. It's well. You're also like a kid because you you don't have phones. You don't know where you're going exactly. The clues aren't great. No. Uh, so so it's so it, it it's you don't know what's going on exactly. Which is the it, it it's it's kind of it's awesome. It, it, thinking back, it like like we, we we travel all the time and we 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 have a plan. We know where we're staying. Yeah. We, we 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 know what areas not to go in. It, like we we but there was like it was the whole the whole race was this. You're in there on this heightened sense of uh, you just try to take in everything and, and make decisions. Yeah, it was crazy. It was definitely one of those one of the wildest experiences. Like at the time when you're done, you're like, oh, I just can't wait to get out of here. But now looking back on it, I was like, you know what? That's pretty cool. Like it was pretty cool that we were able to to do a lot of that stuff. Um, so last question here before we let you go, we appreciate it. Are we breaking a world record next year? Are we getting our body ready? Your your legs all repaired. You're feeling good. Your detox hot dog champion of 2024. Are we feeling good? Is it everyone? Everyone loves to bet on the world record thing every year. It's very funny to see. It's 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 a 
It's a wild number. But are we feeling? At what, what, what? Let's give a 2024 uh, prediction. What? What? Well, how yeah, are we feeling? Go back in time just a little bit. Yeah. So the leg. There was the, the yep. two years ago, 2022. It was uh, I had the had the cast on, and then we had the protester. Get, get, yeah, and that was one of the greatest moments I think in sports uh, history. You bodying that protester, by the way. Yeah. You so, remember yeah. that, Joey? That was incredible. Oh yeah, a yeah. great clip. <laughs> So yeah. the, the people who took the over on that one, I, the, a lot of a lot of the betting places that they avoided the bet, so they, they didn't lose. Yeah. And this year, with, with, with the rain delay, everything got delayed like two and a half hours, which uh, the hot dogs got cold. Yeah, brutal. I, uh, every so like I'm going in on zero calories, so I get amped up on caffeine and a couple of things. So I'm uh, so I was crashing. My timing was all, so I, I was slow this year. Uh, so I, I I'm hoping there, there's just a couple. It, those variables are hard to control, but uh, if the weather's good, it, hot contest starts on time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I, I have a really good plan that, that to get get close to the eighty odd dogs. I love so so that's the, that's the number. Like, and I assume in practice, I feel like you've heard, and I know you practice with some folks that I know here around town sometimes, but you've definitely broken that world record in practice. Is that oh, correct? Yeah, the, the record the record is seventy it's seventy six, and I, I've I've gone I've gone into the eighties. Oh, so it's, so that it, would it, be wild if we saw the '80s number next year. That'd be yeah. a big year. It'd be uh, it'd be awesome because I uh, I love that contest. I I, I love. I, I think America loves the contest. I so think it, you're completely on 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 that one. So it's uh it, it's a fun. It it, it 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 makes it easy to push for that contest. I love it. Well, man, Joey, I appreciate you coming on here. I I tried to ask you to come on here while you were in Thailand, and I'm glad you did. And I'm glad we waited. I'm glad we Ooh. got. I had, to, I had to do some interviews while I was in Thailand. And my oh. my interviews were dog crap. It was like it was like I was drunk, and it makes sense. <laughs> hey, it's all right. We're this is our this is our Christmas episode. We're feeling good. Uh, it's great to see you, man. And honestly, the background looks incredible. Title belts, trophies. Uh, just keep being you. You're an incredibly oh. talented and very entertaining human being. You're doing great stuff. So uh, I hope to see you very soon, and we appreciate you being on this show. Yeah, great to be out with you. Uh, I want to, I want to keep running into you around Indy. Yeah, we got to do something here soon. Let's do. We got to do something very soon. I'll be around. I'll Thanks, see you, buddy. Happy holidays. Right. Thanks, Joey. man. See you, Joey. Well, I I love talking to Joey. I'm not gonna lie. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, Joey Chestnut, look out for a world record next year. I, I, I you know, hammer it early. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take the over for sure. I'm gonna take the over on hot dogs. But again. What a wild thing that you got to pay attention to the weather, the conditions, you know, everything. But his body's good. He his his leg is fixed. He's been recovered in Thailand. Uh, I mean, it's it's incredible. So I I thoroughly enjoyed that conversation with him. Yeah, same. No, he's he's a good pal. Uh, I love that he you know he's not born and raised here, but he is a, a Hoosier by um, by by nature. He's a Hoosier. At heart, uh, you know, he's an indie guy that came here. Indie and guy, yeah. Made it, made it, made it hit his home, um, and it's just another good, good voice, good person to have in the city to put on for us. So, uh, love Joey, always rooting for him, and, and really appreciate him stopping by. Good hook up there, Connor. Thanks again. Um, also, that man can house beers. Like if you've ever seen yeah. anyone, you think they can chug beers? No shot, Joey. I've seen Joey. I've been out with Joey downtown in Indianapolis. Yeah, Joey can consume drinks at a mind-blowing level like at the rate that he can consume hot dogs so again joey's an alien uh and uh, we uh, it's official con well, that's, that's the first alien to be on our show he's definitely yeah. an alien he's not a real person he's an alien 
So me a great person, alien. <laughs> me and him were both in uh, Harlow's uh, kickball tournament over the summer, and we went out later that night in Louisville. And yeah. that was what we were sitting there, and I did. I asked him that question. I was like, you probably get this a lot, but I just got to ask, like, can you drink the way you eat? He literally <laughs> yeah. heard me ask that question, housed his full drink, and set it down, and he just goes, yep. And I was like, wow, okay, good deal. <laughs> So <laughs> I, I, you're 100% right. You can. Um, all right. Well, it is the last episode of 2023. Christmas is, the Christmas holiday is 12 days away, I believe, as we record this. Uh, I'm looking forward to it very much. Connor's birthday is what, Thursday? Is it tomorrow? Friday. Friday. Yeah, we got Friday. I'm getting there older. It's absurd. 32. That's terrifying. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But it's a, it's a big, big time of year. We got birthday celebrations. We got Christmas parties. We got Christmas, New Year's, all the good things. Uh, and so to send us off here, we want to do our own little Christmas wish list here on Speed Street. Um, so what we'll do is we, we have a wish for ourselves. We have a wish for IndyCar. And we have uh, a wish for the 2024 year, maybe the new year. All right. So uh, go ahead, Connor. Why don't you start us off? All right. So Christmas wish list. I'm going to start with um, with myself. This is a Christmas wish list. Cool. Now, look, I could easily say, I'd like to win the Indy 500. But, like, uh, come on, let's be, that's absurd. That's, a, that's like, literally how I wake up and go to sleep at night. That's yeah, what yeah, I yeah. breathe oxygen with. Um, my my goal is to somehow end up in the Iowa IndyCar race next year. That would be uh, one of my Christmas wish lists, somehow end up in the Iowa IndyCar race or we somehow get this NASCAR truck deal done. That would be ideal. But those are my two wishes. Again, very selfish, but that's we're allowed to do that. That's our wish list. We got wishes. So those are our wishes right now. I don't yeah. know how it's going to happen, but we're going to try. Big ones for Santa to fit down the chimney, but yep. that is why you have the Christmas wish list. For yeah, Santa's got to have at least $2.5 million in his, in his, uh, in his <laughs> bag for me there, but we'll see. Uh, all right, Ben, you go ahead. Uh, for myself, this one is kind of uh, sticking to this year, but I'm going to keep it simple. You know, I'm not like a big gift guy. Like, I'm not like, yeah, when I was a kid, I wanted certain gifts and stuff. So I'm pretty humble when it comes to my wish list. But this one's pretty simple because it's going to save my back when I go home. I just don't want a large amount of snow when I fly home uh, oh. next Friday because, you know, I love my <laughs> mom. I will shovel her. I will snow blow. I will shovel the driveway. I mean, we have a long driveway, so... Um, I just really hope there isn't a large amount of snow. I'm going to do it either way, but I'm just going to hope it's a little bit easier. So that's my, that's the top of my Christmas wish list this year. That's fair. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Minnesota, it's up there. I mean, I'm, do yep. they have snow? Yeah, is it, is it coming down full? Uh, yeah. I don't, I think it snowed earlier, uh, like a few weeks ago, but I think right now they're kind of hovering in like the high 30, low 40s. So it hasn't been too bad, I don't think. Nice. A little mild Minnesota winter there. All right, good. Uh, well, mine is pretty... Mine for myself is just actually something, you know, fairly tangible that uh, really could be there. I, I really just want some good cigars and a nice lighter. Oh, all right. Um, I, you know, I, I, I'm spending a bunch more time at home. I got the one-year-old. I got a baby girl in the way. I like being home more now. I'm 30. I'm in my 30s. You know, so I would just love to be able to have a good guy. I have a humidor. I have a little... Uh, mobile humidor that my wife got me a couple of years ago nice so, yeah, i have a place to store them yeah i would just love to be able to go down to my basement pick out a nice car go out to the back porch or the front porch 
Get one of those torch ones that, you know, you flip yep, up. Need like, the torch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, get one of those torch ones and then just, you know, puff on a little stogie for a little bit. Uh, you know, it's stocking stuffing. I yep. feel like that's doable. I like a good cigar. A good cigar is a nice, uh, you feel a good cigar and a bourbon. That's like, uh, you know what? I feel like an adult man now. I, I feel like an adult man out here. I have a great like carbon fiber that I got for my birthday last year, like carbon fiber for cigar storage, like thing, like a case. I don't have any cigars in there though. So I, I have a great case to eventually store four cigars. So eventually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Put some hair in um, your cigar. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So next is our, is our wish, a wish list for IndyCar. Now look, there could be a lot of things on this wish list, right? But the IndyCar wish list for me, this is just, this is paramount. And I'm sure everyone else could say the same thing, but um, I, I hope that, in 2024, we figure well. IndyCar Christmas wish list, the new TV deal. The new TV deal needs to be highly focused upon. I think it's very, it's a, it's a, of paramount importance. Um, and I hope that we get the right TV deal for the right amount of money that makes people happy. That again, when we do that, that is something that we oh hybrids. We're a little sad. It's like hey, TV deal, excited. Let's get some money. We des- yep. we deserve it as a series, I believe. Let's do it. That that's the wish totally. list for IndyCar. Totally, absolutely, yeah. Big money coming from that needs. I be hope so. For sure. Ah. Ben, IndyCar, what do you got? Uh, mine is going to be hopefully going off a trend of this year's Indy 500. I want another first time Indy 500 winner because great idea. I mean, you saw the excitement Me and everything. Too. I think it's only going to be right. Um, I think it's only going to be good. You know, anybody who wins is going to be happy, but I feel like it just means more when you win your first one. So I always love seeing that choice. That's on my wish list. That, I agree. We need it. That is a perfect segue to my IndyCar uh, Christmas wish list. And that is hand in hand, it can work here, a legacy to win the Indy 500. Ooh. I think that that could include three different first time winners Graham Ray Hall. Marco Andretti, Connor Daly. There you go. <laughs> it's, so to go over your first time, you know, that's just for different, you know, your, their dads, their grandpas, their everything. I think that if you tie in first time and then also the stories that go along with those potential three right there, then I think you're really cooking with some magic and we could have some whole, you know, ESPN uh, segments and things like that. Uh, that I agree. Joe, 30 for 30s, like yeah. that, all that kind of thing. Uh, if if a legacy, one of those three, a legacy and a first-timer to go off of Ben's wins the 500 in May of 2024. I like it. I like that a lot. Um, all right, so this is, for, this is a 2024 wish in general. Now, this kind of really is an open category, really, uh, but I... This is very Indy 500 centric, but I want, I want a groundbreaking TV rating for the Indy 500 next year. I want there to be so much promotion, there to be so much hype about motorsport. Uh, Kyle Larson, obviously doing the double. I want us to be that that week after the 500, and hopefully I'll be celebrating a victory, drinking milk still till I can't see straight. Um, but I just want to see that number be like, all right. We got it. You know what I mean? Like, hey, that's a good one. You know, uh, I feel like it's possible. 
you know, I don't, I don't, I think people are watching motorsport. So someone, do we get, you know, NASCAR's biggest event, like when you look at all the TV rating, you know, Daytona 500. Well, they get almost 9 million people that watch. So like there's a 4 million people swing in there. What if we slotted in at six, six million? You know, we go from four to six million. That's probably a bit aggressive, but like there are people out there willing to watch big days in motorsport. So how do we focus in our promotion? How do we focus in our excitement and just get that there to where when it is Memorial Day weekend, you got must-see television, the Indy 500. I think that's what I want to see. I want to see a big, big ratings jump for us at the Indy 500 next year. Yeah, it's trended that way. I mean, yeah. I hope so. Possible. No doubt. Good wish. Ben? Uh, I'm going to go a little more selfish. It could have been like my Christmas present this year, but I think I have a plan for what I want to do next year. But I have some tattoos on the deck right now that I will be uh, diving into more next year. Yes, once some adult money is rolling, I could put some more time into it. So got a couple uh, couple on deck once I have some money to put towards that 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 will be uh, permanently etched on my body. Where are those going? Uh, I have one that been... Kind no, no, thank you. <laughs> um, I have one on my chest. I've been working on for the design for a few years, and I've one that's chest like tat for producer chest band. tattoo. Wow, yeah. all yeah. right, yeah. And then I guess I, I have, could see that in you after I saw you singing karaoke at that one bar late at night. Yeah. I could see that. I could see. I that. mean, I wasn't I wasn't shirtless up at the karaoke bar. No, but, not yet. You no, know, we were doing that. So um, didn't have enough JMO rolling, but uh, uh-huh. that's beside the point. Um. And then I got one on my arm. That's going to be kind of like an American traditional. And then I have a matching one. I want to go with my sister at some point. All right. Yeah. Hey. Good. Perfect. Big yeah. tattoo guy. So I love yeah. that. Yeah. Right. I got to catch up, Joey. How many? How many are you at now? Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven. Okay. So I'm hard to five believe. behind. So I got some work to do. Six. Nice. No, eight. I've got eight. Found it. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. Um, All right, well, I'll wrap it up here uh, with kind of a sentimental easy one, but uh, my 2024 wish is just that uh, I have a healthy baby girl and a healthy, clean, good uh, birth process for my wife and that everybody uh, comes out good there in February of 2024. So that's my uh, next year wish. Pretty pretty easy one there for me, fellas. Uh, obviously, uh, I like that. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, as always. Um, on social, tweet at us your wish list in those categories for yourself, for IndyCar, for 2024. If you just want to do IndyCar, if you just want to do whatever it is, uh, we love hearing from you guys. Uh, yeah, on Twitter. I know it. I hate to, but I I it. I call it Twitter. I know it's got the X logo. It's Twitter. Logo, yeah. but it's still it's Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. So everybody gets it. Um, anyways, all right, let's wrap it up here. Let's finish strong, uh, for yeah. 2023 with, uh, the Ricky Treadway random Indy 500 driver. Connor, what do you got? Yeah. And, and before we get there real quick, uh, it, you know, keep listening if you feel like it, you know what I mean? It, this is a, it's a fun show. I think our last few episodes have been really good as well. There's been a lot of fun stuff to talk about. And like always, I mean, feel free to keep letting us know what you think about it what you want to hear. 
who you want us to talk to. Uh, I, I just set some Twitter DMs already with the guests that I'd like to have on, you know, starting in next year. I think I'd, I'd be very excited about that. I'm going to do a little bit more pre-planning on the guests, hopefully. Um, but uh, we appreciate you guys, for sure. I mean, the, the YouTube, if you haven't liked and subscribed the videos on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, Connor Daily 22 like the videos, leave a comment, let us know what you think. Uh, going to try to maybe do some giveaways next year on that that side of it as well to kind of generate more and more from the YouTube nice. side. But the listenership, too, is important for us. You know, we want to keep this show going. We want it to be something that you crave. Like, hey, when it's Wednesday, when it's Tuesday, whatever it is, we want you to be able to, you know, enjoy this show. And there are plenty of other episodes. Look, we're not going to have an episode after this until, uh, you know, the new year. But, like, if you feel like going back and listening to some episodes, we have some great episodes from this year. Some of my personal favorites from Milo Ventimiglia, actor, great, great chat there. Uh, we had a lot of great IndyCar drivers on. Jimmy Johnson. Uh, we, had Lo- we had Jimmy Johnson on. We had Logan Sargent, Formula One driver. I thought that was a great interview that now, you know, he's yeah. signed on for Williams again next year, which is great. Just kind of scroll back, like, if you feel like it. I, I know yeah. I'm... You know, I'm gonna, I'm getting to the end of all the podcasts that I need to listen to, and I like I try to adventure around other people's podcasts and see what was, you know, see what what looks good. So, let us know what you think, um, and and we appreciate it. And and as always, we're gonna end with the uh, Ricky Treadway Random Indy 500 Driver of the Week. And I went, I went more recent for this one because I'm I'm feeling good about IndyCar. Uh, you know, we 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 love the Indy 500, but I went more recent because. Huh? I think people like this segment, and I found one that I that I hadn't forgot about, but I found one that I was like, you know what, this is worth talking about, and I think a lot of people will uh, will remember this. Um, but I went with the 2004 Indy 500, 2004, Ooh. obviously won by Buddy Rice, legend, love Buddy Rice. Um, top three, top five in that race was fantastic: Buddy Rice, Tony Kanaan, Dan Weldon, Brian Herta, Bruno Jankera. A uh, great top five. Um, but the man who finished in 30th place, Mark Taylor, Mark Taylor only did one Indy 500. And I think it's an interesting story. I have a Mark Taylor diecast car. I do have a Mark huh. Taylor diecast. Uh, Mark Taylor, if you remember, also quite interesting, born December 16th, my birthday, December 15th, uh, British former racing driver, Indy Lights. He was Indy Lights champion. He he dominated the Indy Lights series. Um, won the 2000 European Championship uh, in Formula Ford. Uh, moved into British Formula 3 in 2001 and finished ninth. Uh, but won the next year. Won a race the next year. 2003, he moved to America for the Infinity Pro Series, which is Indy Lights now or Indy Next, whatever it is. And dominated that year. Dominated in Indy Next. Um, winning 7 of 12 races. Uh, in the four car for Panther Racing. And this is when my stepdad, Doug Bowles, was involved in Panther Racing as well. So we had some pretty close ties to this organization. Um, but he slotted right into the number two uh, in the Menards car in 2004 uh, and got replaced halfway through the season, uh, which is kind of wild. We, I mean, we've seen that this year. We saw people get replaced this year, but later. Um, but basically... He was involved in accidents in five of his six starts, including the Indy 500, and then dropped for Townsend Bell. So Townsend Bell replaced Mark Taylor, and then Mark Taylor immediately went to go drive for Greg Ray's team, Access Motorsports. But that was it. That was his only year in IndyCar. So pretty pretty wild how how that works. I think Mark Taylor, maybe an 
an, an unfulfilled talent yeah. there. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, kind of sad, but hey, you have his die cast. One Indy 500. Oh, yeah. You know, the <laughs> he's out there somewhere still. Yeah, Mark I Taylor. Mean, Mark Taylor, the last one. I have a die cast in my closet with Mark Taylor. I have a Mark Taylor die cast. <laughs> there you go. He lives on. Yep. It's good. All right, there you have it. 2023, the final edition of Speed Street. We come to a close here right before the holidays. We hope that everybody has a very, very happy holiday season, very happy Merry Christmas with family and friends, and be safe. You know, travel out there is crazy. Hopefully you're listening to us while you're flying or you're driving to whatever place you're going to, uh, and stay safe out there because uh, we have uh, you know a lot of exciting things on tap for 2024 um, and racing season is just around the corner. We need you there for that as well. So uh, like Connor said, we appreciate all of you guys for hanging out with us every week, listening, commenting, being involved. Um, and we appreciate producer Ben, Ben Walden. Again, thank you, sir. Shout out to you for all of your work yeah, that you've been in the past two years for us. And uh, look forward to you know watching your career grow, buddy. We'll we'll, we'll keep the room open and we'll keep uh, the Speed Street group chat going, and uh, you know so we can make sure that we stay in touch. So everybody, send their flowers to Ben uh, for all of his help that he's done on this show. And until 2024, we will talk to you then on Speed Street. A new episode of Next Level with Andrew Curland is out now. Be sure to follow wherever you listen to podcasts and never miss another Next Level conversation. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.